Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where we talk mental health with normal, everyday people that I've come across in my life and my career. Today, I'm really happy to welcome to this conversation Bex Dedman from Blue Cube Travel. Um, I'll do my introduction. So how do I know Bex? Um, how do I see her as a great human being, of course? And then Bex, I'll ask you to introduce yourself as well. So uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for having me. Hey, no worries. Going to be a great conversation. Um, So Bex and I first met working out around about April or May time, 2019, I guess. Um, And I was doing some work with uh, her company. The company she works for is one of my clients, which was fantastic. We had a great experience. No doubt we'll talk about some of that as well and the work that we did in terms of sort of rolling out mental health awareness and support within the organisation, which I'm just so happy we managed to do. Um, But Bex has just been such a champion, really, when it comes to the conversation of mental health. And yeah, just really made a big impression on me when I first met her. She really sort of stood out in terms of her ability to be very honest and open about mental health. And I think that's something we'll find out in this conversation. I hope we do. And since that point in sort of April, May of last year, we've stayed in touch and it's been really nice. And I've been sort of checking in with Bex every now and again, as I do with many people. And and she's one of those who, when I launched this podcast, I thought, you know what, I really want to have a chat with with Bex and and here we are so for anybody that's watching this on YouTube you'll see that Bex has some Christmas lights in the background which are amazing <laughs> um, for anybody that's listening on the podcast that means absolutely nothing imagine this scene of Bex sat in amongst a winter wonderland with all these lights sort of flashing around there um, so so that's what's going on um, Bex pleasure to see you I'm so happy to have you with this podcast I'm so, so happy to be doing yourself. how are you I'm doing okay, thank you. I'm really, you know, I love it when I get to do these, so I'm so lucky. Um, how are you and what have you been doing? So talk to us, tell us about you, do your introduction for me, please. Okay, thank you. Um, well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, I was delighted to do this. In fact, I think I pinged you a message going, I don't suppose you want me, do you? <laughs> um, so I'm really, really grateful to be here, so thank you. Um, so my name's Bex Debman. I am the managing director of Blue Cube Travel, although when you met me, I was the commercial director of Blue Cube Travel. So um, I took the the role in December of last year Um, with wonderful, wonderful expectations of all the good things that were going to happen. And we won an award at the beginning of this year and everything was looking wonderful. Um, And then this all happened, didn't it? And if ever I need to be taught to just not count your chickens, this was definitely the biggest lesson I've ever learned. I think there was a moment and and I've never really been like this. I didn't go out to get this role. That wasn't what I did. I love Blue Cube and it's just, I've been very lucky to find a place that I love to work and, and it's <clears throat> brought out the best in me. Um, but once I had it, I was just like, okay, we can do this. This is incredible. And I, and I allowed myself something that I've never ever done. And I allowed myself to go, hmm. because I got engaged as well. So like everything was going brilliantly. I was like, oh, yeah. hello, miss. Look at this. This is all coming. To, and I said the words, this is all coming together. And honestly, this year has been the most horrific year I've ever known in my life. Yeah. So I'm okay now. I'd love to have an honest conversation with you about how it's been, because I think we should all be doing this. Um, it's been awful. Um, it's been a baptism of fire. I'm just grateful that it was within a company that I already knew. Yeah. Um, although that obviously has made a lot of stuff a lot harder as well. Um, and I'm glad that we're where we are now. Mm-hmm. But I have... I mean, it's it's been a tough, it's been a really tough year, and I've been an o- as open as I can be about it. But even 
and thank you for saying such nice things about me and saying how open and things I am I am and and I can tell you a lot of reasons why and the history behind it all and why I'm open about this but I learned some stuff about myself this year Matt some stuff that I thought I had already sorted out and and really knew what being under stress is like this year I thought I knew what stress was but no no (laughs) I know now I think um and it's been hard it's been really hard yeah well thank you for being I promise I'm okay now I think I don't even know actually I'm not gonna say that I don't think I am at all we'll see how we go yeah definitely and and you know what always remember we don't have to fix it today it can it's just every day's work in progress isn't it it's that today I'm doing well tomorrow's going to be another chance to do well and let's just keep hoping that that's the case right and who knows where we are heading we're hoping it's in a positive position or positive so thank you so much for that in terms of your honesty and you've already opened up wonderfully um, around sort of your feelings for the last year in particular take me back so let's talk about your your experience of your life a little bit and some of the things that the highs and the lows if you're willing to talk about them you know one thing I found just fascinating and amazing and the feedback we've had in the previous podcast of course is it's just people's stories you know it's tell tell us a bit of your story Bex your your world your life and and what motivates you sure of course I've been (laughs) thinking about this all week since we've been chatting about it and um I just want to be honest and I didn't know which way this was going to where, where this was going to go this yep. conversation today um so I think I want to start with a comment that I've learned a lot about myself this year because I'm I've, you know I'm so I'm 42 <laughs> I live with um my fiance Matt uh not this Matt a different no. Matt just for the record yeah, um and weird um and um our dog Ivor that we got at the beginning of lockdown also very challenging um throw that into the mix um and our two cats um i am a champion of mental health for lots of reasons um throughout my life um i've been surrounded that sounds terrible i've been surrounded by people with mental health problems no that is not what i mean at all i have been i've been i've been enriched by people who have had different experiences in their lives from my parents um to my siblings and to my to myself if I really and this is what I meant earlier that I've really learned some lessons this year um I have so as a younger person um very shy I know that seems shocking now (laughs) (laughs) I know um so shy couldn't could could barely get words out could barely kind of I certainly thought of doing something like this was just absolutely terrifying um didn't really felt like I ever fitted in uh had real problems at school was bullied a bit um quite creative used to just go off in my own little worlds quite a lot quite dreamy um never really you know when I when applied when when I applied myself could probably do stuff but never really applied myself at school because I there was all this other stuff going on and I just felt school wasn't going to get the best out of me somehow I got through and I did a right in my GCSEs A levels terrible mm-hmm. um and then got into the travel industry um through adventure travel actually to begin with uh which is the, the leisure side of things and that was born of a want to actually go traveling and actually go um and explore and the reason for that is that that is the only time in my time growing up that I felt really calm and myself when we went away so I was quite lucky my mum had a, had a 
a good job. Uh, she was, uh, works in the NHS, she's a midwife, and um, she saved up money to make sure that me and my sister had holidays with her. <clears throat> my dad wasn't really very interested in going on holiday at all. Um, so there was that sort of divide, but she was like, I want you to have these experiences. So we were so lucky. And, and from such a young age, I just remember, <laughs> so ridiculous, but getting onto a plane and off a plane, it was like I could be a different person. And all the stuff that I, I carried at school of this person who I didn't know who I was and, and these emotions, I felt so emotional. Like I am the person that has been told all her life, you are too emotional. You're never going to amount to anything. You've got to toughen up. Like you can't cry. Stop to like, like that. And I, I'm just a bundle of emotion. Like you can hear it when you're talking to me, but now I know that that's what drives me and that's what my passion is. And it's a really good thing, but I didn't know this back then. And it was a really difficult thing to kind of come to terms with. So, um, but when I was away and I was abroad, that was something different and I just felt free. Um, so that is how I knew, because I didn't know what I wanted to do at all, but I knew that I wanted to feel that. So that I think is why I do what I do and that's why I'm so passionate in what and why I do because it literally is my freedom um and 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 the travel industry has given back to me so much because I'm now in a position of working for a company that I love yeah. um doing a job that I love albeit in the most horrific circumstances at the moment but you know nothing's ever easy is it um nope. but it I think because I found that place and I found the place that allows me to be me like I want to be able to give that back to other people and I want them to find that as well mm. and and the nice thing about the travel industry is it really does encourage all sorts right it, you don't have to have a degree to get into travel or anything like that so it really is the kind of school of the earth kind of people and you do really have some really good people with all different types of backgrounds and and it's very accepting our industry which is which is good the negative side of it is it, it work we work hard too hard as you will know um and and that's the other side of it so and i know um but it's it, there's something about this this industry that for me it's more than just a job and it it's it it, it all goes together so i think possibly that's why this has been really traumatic over the last 10 months yeah. um but yeah but it's but I, but, but hope springs eternal in me. This is the other thing. So however dire I may feel on one side of it, um, I've got this hope and this desire that we will, as a travel industry, be great coming out on the other side of it. But actually, this is much bigger than this. And my sort of depression going into the pandemic, but how I feel now coming out of it, is that I believe that we're, we're, we're basically having the biggest reset we've ever had. Um, and we need to have it desperately. Yeah. And actually, I know from perspective of people losing their jobs and their lives being turned around, this has been absolutely awful. From the perspective of we've stopped, we spent maybe a bit more time at home, we've actually realised that maybe we didn't need to be. Do, do 8 million of us need to go into London every day and come back? Is that something that we need to do? Is it good for us? <laughs> Or, you know all of these things and and we've got a chance to recreate something and that's the thing that, that gives me hope that we can kind of get something better out of this this side of things i feel like i might have just gone off slightly there man i tend to do that oh you know these are these are chats about your experience you go where you want with these chats right there's there's no script as everybody knows as i keep saying <laughs> I'm editing, 
it's unscripted you get the raw real conversation you know i i love it it's so many so many fascinating points that you've put in there in that that sort of that wonder of travel and and many people do miss it because of the, the the sort of the escapism piece to it which is getting away from from parts of your life that maybe you're not that happy about or things that are difficult and challenging and and i'm sure many people who listen to this will resonate with that um comment as well and and it has been very very difficult especially going from you know frequent travel whether that's commuting to a workplace or you know commuting or going overseas and traveling or you know around the country or wherever it is that people go to doing not being able to do that not to say mm. to do nothing but not being able to do that with the exception of some services and industries that were still traveling um it's it's all fascinating stuff bex and and you're seeing it some from from a very interesting perspective as well as as the managing director so a lot of responsibility for for people so how how did you play out when it went into lockdown for your people you know the people that, and i know that that had to have some hard decisions attached to it and that's that's that nobody wanted to have to make any of these decisions but that's the reality how did that play well, out for you um well it's a situation if you'd have told me last year i'd have been in i never would have imagined <laughs> or believed it so yeah. um blue cube you know, we're smaller than a lot of travel management companies out there. So there, there were 43 of us at the beginning of this year. Um, and they had to split across four offices. And um, God, I just remember the day so clearly when it all happened and it was yeah. just, and- um, <clears throat> Can you talk about it? Yeah, no, I, 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 I talked about it with someone, I talked about it with, um, it, 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 with, with, some, with advantage, but in a sort of one-to-one -one that I did with them. So it wasn't kind of going anywhere. And I'm, yeah, I'm very happy to say it again. So we, in February, we give out our bonuses and our pay rises and things like yeah. that. So we've been um, going through all of that. We were just literally in the last day, Tracy, who you know and love, yeah. was in the meeting room with her um, ops team and literally yeah. just talking to someone going, so this is what you're going to get, da 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 um, and I was with Mel and then we got a phone call through from Kenny and he was like, I've just, I've just cancelled about £250,000 worth of four bookings. And we were like, wow, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we just had to stop everything like in that second, because we were like, if that's <laughs> happened in the last hour or two hours, we need to stop everything now so we just literally had to go from being hey great year to actually we're yeah. going to do an immediate pay freeze i'm really sorry i'm going to have to take you out of that situation which is awful yeah um i know you've been working brilliantly with us for the last year but we have got to just do whatever we've got to do and batten the hatches down um so that was a and that was it was really challenging it was really challenging it was challenging for mel and kenny because it's yeah. their company it's their livelihood. It yeah. was really challenging for me because I was kind of new into the role and was really kind of about to take us this way. And I was mm. just like, whoa, it literally felt like everything had just been pulled from underneath us. Yeah. And then within a space of four weeks, we were kind of furloughing our entire team. So we've gone from 43 <laughs> to six wow. and that's senior management. So me and three others and Kenny and Mel. Yeah. And sorry, and my lovely Jane, I can include her in senior management. So seven of us. Yeah. And, um, I've, I've just never been so tired <laughs> yeah. um, because it didn't stop. Like our clients were still asking us questions. There was still stuff coming in. We were also questioning going, what are we going to do? You know, is this just going to last a month? Is this going to last two months? You're really trying to work it out, predicting yeah. ahead, trying to work out, is this going to be um, when furlough ends? What does this mean? What is furlough? I mean, for <laughs> God's sake, we've all yeah. learned all this stuff this year. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and 
stuff that you just and then take into consideration what you've then got to do with your staff so yeah what we tried to do and i've been really open about this and i don't know if we did it well i think it's such a personal thing i don't think you can do it right for everybody and it's one of the hardest things i've ever done in my life um but we made a decision well first of all we were hoping we would not have to make anybody redundant that was our initial plans we furloughed everybody mm-hmm. um wanted to top up but didn't we didn't think that was the most practical way of doing it and then kind of followed the kind of government legislation all the way through um and then it's as if time's gone on and we realized what's it's just not coming back and we we thought we'd get Mm. september and then you know still in december we had one client that was traveling bless them um uh, but not a month but not much um because they couldn't really go do a bit of domestic travel and that was it pretty much no other income at all so we had to take our costings down obviously immediately so we could get a much lower run rate but again i'm a smaller company so compared to an amex my my problems are small but they're still people and human beings with families i'm dealing with and i think the toughest thing for us is that as you know blue cube has got people in it who have worked there since the beginning Mm -hmm. (laughs) like 16 17 18 years and they don't want to go um, but we were basically faced with a situation where we sort of said, well, after furlough ends in October, and you've got to give people warning, right? You can't be just doing this at the end of the month. So kind of you're thinking about this sort of August, September, um, when it ends. So what are we going to do with, uh, what, what, what can we do? Well, when There's a few hours that we've got, because obviously IT services, data security, yeah. a bit of account management, because clients are asking stuff, uh, a little bit of ops, but nothing. And, and hardly any hardly any ops hardly any finance and yeah that's pretty much all we were kind of running on um Mm. so i could bring a few people back with hours of flexi furlough just to take the burden off of the six of us but i didn't do this till july so we worked just the six of us from march pretty Mm. much um and just and then um started bringing people back and then we said look we're just going to have to so every month sorry every month we would have a call with the entire team and I'm very happy that we did this I heard I have heard stories from people who were told they just they went on furlough and they didn't hear from their employees at all um and I'm you know it was easier for us to do it we had a whatsapp group for people so we still got it now so that you know it was it it's not work but we're all here so that we can still contact people you know that looking out for our staff has always been really really important to us but our plan was that we would just then say look we're just going to put you on unpaid leave from October uh, from the 1st of November because that's all we can do and then we talked about that and we were like that's not fair we can't do that can't do that um so we took a very frightening step and we decided to offer redundancy to everybody in that entire company um with the exception of the people that the, the six of us still okay so even those people that we brought back because we just felt um that they had worked for us this wasn't their fault and they should make a decision based on what their needs were not what our needs were um and of course that's the legal thing to do with everything else i'm not saying that but in those moments you're like oh and everyone's going don't worry i just i just want to stay i just work for free you're like "Mm, can't really do that though it's lovely but you really um morally i can't and legally i really can't do that so that's what we did um and that mel and i went through every single interview personally um and we had the, the manager come in as well um and yeah i reckon that was the hardest three weeks of my life in fact it makes me well up just talking about it um 
and and then we just accepted the decisions that people made yeah um and we were lucky that we have a core team of people that had different circumstances and they were able to stay um and as and when things build up hopefully we can you know we, we said they would be our first people to bring back because that's the, sure. what they've done but our plan is that you know eventually we want everybody back whether they took redundancy or not because yeah. they didn't they had no choice <laughs> this is an absolutely horrific situation you know the likelihood of us employing anyone from the six months to a year so it'll all be done and hopefully i can get my family back one day but yeah <sighs> tough one it's been off yeah it was it was really really hard and and yeah i don't know i we did the best we could and it was yeah. very difficult dealing with obviously people's reactions and 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 you know what's made it even harder you know what huggers we are oh. i literally had to stand there like Travel's this industry of huggers yep and not touch them just yeah. be like i know you've worked here for all these years and this is your package and i can't even hug you it was it was so cold brutal. and yeah. not like us it was brutal but it wasn't as brutal as getting a letter in the post so you know we uh, tried to do something better than that and i you know and and you know well done for for the way that you approach that i think it's such an important thing to recognize communicating clearly is so critical especially when things are so uncertain you know with so many things going on around us where we're hopeful that the vaccine's going to work we're hopeful that these travel corridors are going to be opened we're hopeful that you know we've got all this hope and expectation we still don't know if it's going to work we still you know there's still an element of that which says you know we got to wait and make sure it doesn't fail if it fails then it could be quite difficult again and and with this whole process that many have been through with furlough redundancy I think the best examples are the ones where people have just been honest and talked, you know, and, and kept that channel open. And and I've heard, you know, what you've said about companies just letting people out and then not keeping in touch, you know, well, you're not supposed to be working. So we, wrong. It's the wrong thing to do because we're, we're humans. We need connection. We need to feel like even yeah. if we don't have a job at the end of it, we need to feel like the company we work for cares. And you know, yes. and like you more said, so one day, if I don't have a day, job at the end of it. To distant future, you hope all those people will come back. You know, and, yeah. and that's it. You want, you know, nobody, this is the stark reality, isn't it? It's nobody chose this year to have these things happen. Nobody made a mistake, nobody made an error, nobody was to blame. You know, obviously we know there's some people to blame, but they're not the people that work for us. No, you know, quite other people that are more to blame than than our employees. And and, and you know what, Bex, I just send my heart to all of your colleagues that you've you've been through that process with and and for Mel and Kenny and the rest of the team. to it's not easy because hard decisions have to be made. And this year has just created this this sort of chaos for a lot. Mm. And and that's that's a tricky one. And I know your heart's in the right place when you when you want to to do more. So let's talk about. So so you've launched something within Blue Cube, because I think what's lovely is you have sort of you know this isn't an advert for blue cube by the way just in case anybody thinks it is but you know that's where go you, on that's the company you work for i, I do let number people, going I, do, I do let people do shameless adverts for their product <laughs> no you know, don't this is, this is a non-commercialized channel i don't get paid anything for you uh, for <laughs> but saying, he did get some m&ms with his face on oh one, don't so. yeah I, that means nothing <laughs> to people that are listening but you did sorted me well with blue m and I had blue M&Ms when I came to train with you and uh, and your group and it was the most wonderful lovely and it shows how kind you guys really are actually I I'll never forget that it was very impactful it had a had a lasting effect not only 
on the fact that I was eating M&Ms with my own face on, which sounds really wrong. Really weird. <laughs> but my kids found it really amusing and they thought it was just amazing. But it just shows how, how in tune you are to the people. You know, I think that's nice. It's small token gestures can make such a big impact to people. So let's talk about what you've done. Because just this week, even I know this is going to come out in a week after we've recorded it, but just this week, you've launched a new initiative within Blue Cube, which is about the potential when it comes back and things change. Talk about it, Bex. Give us the insight. Okay. So today, um, well, today, as far as when we're recording <laughs> yeah. um, this morning, um, we launched officially Blue Cube Associates, Brilliant. which simplified i guess is our ic offering but it, it kind of feels like everybody's going out to the market and doing that a little bit and and that's not quite what we feel that this is so i touched on it earlier i think that possibly our pre-talk not even on this bit yep. where it, i'm just i love this industry in case you didn't get that earlier it's in my blood right i feel yep. it i feel this industry and i have got so such wonderful colleagues so many people i've met across the you know across we get to do great things in this industry we get to see great people and and do wonderful things and i've just seen this industry stripped from its heart and like you said for no body's fault like nobody's done this intentionally the big companies and the way they've handled it they've done it to the best of their ability within what they can do within their remit i'm sure yeah and what but what's killed us is this is this knowledge knowledge of sort of 30 years plus sometimes 20 years that actually is really, really needed. It's always been needed. <laughs> and some clients realize this and some clients don't. Um, and some clients are much more technology driven, which is fine. I don't think there's any debate that it should be good technology, incidentally, like that's just a given. Um, but you <clears throat> cannot take away from the people element of travel. And people trust people. And the one thing that this industry is absolutely just got nothing left of right now is trust yeah. across a lot of levels and i'm not going to go too deep onto that for yeah, you now no. um but we feel that if we that that come that you know some of these some of these consultants some of these account managers they've been building relationships with people for a really long time and and that company is going to need that again because that's what they were there with not necessarily the fact that they were working for whoever they were working for so this isn't a this isn't a i've seen some ic advertising and it's like you've got to come over and you've got to bring a client with you and all that this is not that this is you know what do you know how blue cube started blue cube started with an account manager and two um professional travel bookers and that's who we were and that's how we've grown and every pretty much pretty much even the senior management team has actually been a travel consultant at some time so and we've got a really really successful business based on customer service yeah. literally that's it the client comes first everything else works out around it but that's what happens and we've now built this company around us we've got the tools why can't we offer that to someone else who spent 30 years or 20 years or 10 years or five years or whatever building up those relationships building up that trust but they can't now set up on their own because it's you, know, you just can't you can't get your licenses and things like that yeah. but not just to go come bring a client to say what do you think you've got do you want us to help you nurture that do you want some do you want some help with the sales pitching because you might be a great travel consultant but you're never going to do a sales pitch yeah. um so it's really kind of trying to bring something 
it's all our love basically isn't it it's all our love coming into give associates to nurture and hopefully give people an opportunity to if they've got that spark it's hard work and we're not suggesting that you know we're not you know some of the questions that have come up you know you're going to give us client list are you going to do this and we're like no 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 this is about you setting up your own business but with business mentors above you to be able to help and lean on and and we're being dynamic in the way that we do things so hopefully the way we work works for you but to also create you a family like there is a travel family you know about it I know about it and there's so many people that are leaving it man it's so Mm. awful and I want them back and you know if we keep our hope open and uh, you know things go well then we will get them back right and I think that's the well that's the key to it but but you know always being mindful that if there's no jobs there for people at the moment or if there isn't the demand for the services and you know that's going to always be a driver isn't it for for where people end up next and and we know there's a lot of people who are walking out of the industry or you know having to to leave the industry to to source alternative sources you know to to get other alternative employment so you know maybe that's maybe that's a good thing for some people as well you know of course and I think it's wherever you are isn't it but we just wanted to put a a different opportunity out there than we think that is out there at the moment and and yeah just see what we can do and we're we're not trying to take over the world you know that so you know even if I change the lives of five people well that'd be amazing one person quite frankly i'll take that'd be amazing we can all we can all do that you know if we all took that as a target for our lives is to change the lives of one other person then actually we'd all be in a good place wouldn't we all you will be in a better place and oh i I love talking to you oh you're welcome my besties just lovely you're welcome you're welcome it's lovely talking to you as well you're so passionate about this and you know what I, this sounds really wrong what I'm going to say but we're going to have to wrap this up in a minute because we've always <laughs> been 30 minutes and I feel like you 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 said that on purpose didn't you I love talking to you because then we carry on um you know what this is this is just the start of conversations I I genuinely yeah. hope people here you know I see you on the screen we had a pre-talk and you're so passionate about people and supporting people who right now we need more support than we ever realized most of us don't you know reach out most of us won't say I'm struggling I I I love it because you 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 wear your heart really you know out there it's on on your sleeve it's really sort of showing through and with your Christmas sparkly lights behind you you know it's it's lighting your lighting up your halo a little bit there Bex. um love it I'll go and so, sit on my tree in a minute. Yeah, there you go. The angel, the angel. <laughs> I'll go um, say so like really so rude then and I just better, go in order that. So no, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, <laughs> this is unedited. Remember, this is unedited. Thankfully, it's not for children. But um, <laughs> we haven't sworn, so that's that's the most important thing. But you know, in my wrap up, I just say thank you, and and then I'll ask you just say a couple of words, Bex, because I know you've, you, you, I'm sure you can impart some wisdom to everybody. Um, but just from my p- perspective, thank you so much for participating for you know reaching out and asking you know can we talk and I'm like yeah yeah of course I'd love to you're one of my favorite humans as well I've got lots of favorite humans but that's that's so by, but nice you know thing, that's you know. okay that's also a good thing it's like saying I've got 300 best mates but you know what if I've got 300 best mates that means mm-hmm. you know others are in the line to join aren't they so um so so it is amazing to talk to you I really appreciate all the work that you're doing that the team within Blue Cube are doing and you know just keep going keep on hoping that things will get better they will but um, it's inevitable it's undoubtable but you know time will, will get us there and, and just keep being a great human and please you know don't go changing don't change oh um, should we sing no <laughs> yeah so i feel like there's a kylie and jason song in there somewhere, you know, it's like, definitely something yeah over oh. to you any final words from you bex 
um, thank you for allowing this time with you. And I feel like um, it was a little bit of a therapy session. Actually. Oh, 100%. I don't know if I felt like that for you, but in a really lovely way. So if we could do this again next week, same time, <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, um, no, I think, um, I think let's just, it's very easy to forget when you're really stressed like this. And I'm probably coming across as being a really nice person. If you want to speak to my other half about how I've been through yeah, this, I've not man. been, I've been horrid. Um, and I think that's what we've got to try and remember um, that we're all going through this, that it's yeah. all really, really hot half. And we've just got to kind of try and be kind, but also just be really like lenient with each other because yeah. I've, yeah, I, I've been. <laughs> Let's not go there. Poor, poor other half, but I'm still engaged, so we're okay. He's not moved out. But look, love to everybody. Thank yep. you for letting me do this. If there's ever a chance to do anything again and we can spread the word. Um, I took a vow. This is my last bit, and then you can shut me off. I took a vow when I was um when I became a trustee for a mental health charity, which was quite a few years ago. Um, and I'm not a trustee of that mental health charity more just simply because I don't have the time, unfortunately. But I did it for four and a half years. Um, and it was a division of mind. It was Hammersmith and Fulham, little plug. Yep. Um, but I vowed that I would do everything I can to reduce the stigma around mental health. And I took that vow five and a half years ago. Um, and I stand by it and i'll do everything i can because it is us it's us and we have to talk about it yeah absolutely oh bex lots of love to you all thank you so much for that as i always do at the end of these uh, sessions just to say if anybody listening to this feels alone isolated needs to talk to somebody know there are always people out there that you can talk to samaritans exist for exactly that reason i'm very proud to be a samaritan and i've been a samaritan now five and a half years as many people know and if you need help reach out to Samaritans. It's free to call on 116 123. Um, you can call any time of day, 24 seven. And always know there is somebody there. And if you want to talk to me, feel free, get in touch, please do. Um, but Bex, again, thank you. I'm going to say goodbye and, um, and I'll speak to you very, very soon. Looking forward to catching up after Christmas. Yeah, you too. Take, take care. care. Have a good Christmas, Bye -bye. darling.